Welcome back to another episode of Investing 404 and we're going into another episode of Weekly 404 with, again, your favorite amateur investors. Oh, uh, I was Chris. waiting for that. You, you, you took that, you put that in so late. I thought you were going to start with that, the favorite amateur investors. <laughs> to those couple of people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so we've got a lot to talk to um, today. We've got massive movements in our portfolios that we'll touch on uh a couple of uh, significant sort of news movements and um, interested to hear everyone's thoughts on what's happening right now. Chris, where do you want to start? Yeah, quick portfolio update. So as, as Gov has alluded to, tech had a bit of a blowout the last week and a half. So we've lost a bit of money. Um, my worst one was Trade Desk. And it's a fantastic company. Uh, I think it's, it's, you know, from my perspective, that's one of the fundamental companies going forward in the advertising space, but they've really been hit hard. They hit the expectations, their guidance was too low and the stock crashed 30%, right? Can always happen and has happened to a lot of companies uh, this earnings season. Saying that, since it's a long-term investment for me, I have bought another share rather than losing my cool and saying I'm going to sell everything. I think the biggest thing that people have to remind themselves of is the long-term horizon. So don't think about you know buying and selling every single week or month because that's just hurting your portfolio on the long term. The only big buy I've done, apart from small little additions to stocks that I already had, but the only big one was Alibaba just before earnings announcement, which should be very soon. And uh, simply for the fact that Alibaba, I think, uh, expected PE ratio of 20 this year, um, still growing by about 20% every single year. I mean, it's just a fantastic company owning half of Southeast Asia. I really like the company. I had issues with the government, uh, uh, the Chinese government investigations, but now that's that's concluded. So, uh, And that, that brings us to a good reminder. Uh, none of this is... Uh Investment advice, just opinion <laughs> of two people on the internet. And when Chris talks about uh, Chinese in, um, government investigation, that's into Alibaba, not into Chris himself. If you haven't, if you haven't figured, yeah. Um, that's that's me. What's what's happening with you, Goff? Uh, I got hit very hard in the last two weeks, uh, which is rather frustrating because I've been calling for this crash at various points over the course of this year i've been so so conservative over the course of this year and um yeah it's just frustrating that as soon as i got in uh into a few companies it's crashed um so uh pinterest i think pinterest has been the biggest hit out of everything i've i i own uh it's down 30 percent over the last month um so big hit there and tesla as well tesla's been hit hard uh, over the last few weeks so yeah getting hit and also my uh, the clean energy etfs the gaming etfs i mean it's kind of across the board it's just been hit quite hard in the last uh, couple of weeks we'll talk about one of the reasons in, in a second but let's just quickly go to crypto for a second ethereum was on an absolute tear was an, an absolute tear and got up to about 4.3k before yeah. uh, crashing about crashing about 13 percent today down to 3.7k um so why it, did they crash off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hold off for one more second before we go into bitcoin. <laughs> uh, B- B- bitcoin uh had actually recovered up to almost 60k 
um, around in on Monday the 10th, and now it's back down to 49k, going as low as 46k um, today. So, yeah, just another massive crash. Uh, this 13, 14% crash has happened for both the big cryptos in the last couple of days. And I guess Chris alluded to it. Uh, why has there been that massive crash? And that's going to be our first big uh, news story, which is, did you know Elon suddenly hates crypto? Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you realize Elon suddenly realized, suddenly realized, oh, Bitcoin uses a lot of energy. Bitcoin uses a lot of coal energy. Oh, coal's bad for us. <laughs> actually, actually, suddenly, Bitcoin is actually not very green uh, and we need to be green conscious. So this is really bad. I'm, 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 I'm being a little uh, uh, tongue in cheek there. But in reality, yeah, Elon's um, made a... a, a Elon's been very heavy on Twitter in the last couple uh, days, um, and it's also suspended uh, the vehicle purchasing program that they had where you could buy cars, buy Teslas through Bitcoin, and he suspended that because he's realized, uh, saying that um, the uh, the mission of reducing fossil fuels emissions, uh, he wasn't aware of the vast amounts of energy used to mine Bitcoin. Uh, and so whilst crypto is good, and crypto is great. Uh, Bitcoin right now isn't so. I, th I think you've you've described it perfectly. Um, poor Elon didn't do his research, and he just suddenly, suddenly, not not a couple of months ago when Tesla bought Bitcoin, but since they sold, now he's realized, oh wow, there's a lot of energy going to waste. Um, you know, you, you can't blame him really. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, you know, faulty analysis on his part back then. Uh, <laughs> um, and now he needs to tell the world. I mean, as you do, right? As you do. Uh, so that's yeah. fine. I, 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 I do think, I think technically they still have roughly around a billion still in Bitcoin. But um, yeah, I mean, just phenomenal because it's not like bitcoin suddenly decide to mine things differently you know this is stuff that should have been known would have been known and it's just coming out now which just seems odd so gov what's your sentiment on crypto uh, are you holding on the side are you selling something which uh, are you buying more to, to be fair my, my take on crypto is uh, a 15 percent swing isn't that big uh, yeah. for how much for how much crypto has been swinging right uh, like if you think about it if it's been going up and up 15% a day going down 15% two days is not a big deal really uh, so in my eyes I'm not panicking here I'm not selling here but also I'm, I'm not buying either to buy I need extra cash and if I have extra cash right now I don't think crypto is where I want to be putting that money um, so uh, I'm I'm just holding on where I am. Oh, perfect. I can't add anything to that that would make uh, more sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, right, let's go to the next one, which is um, inflation, right? I think I, I saw uh, inflation um, fears and fear-mongering reports absolutely everywhere. So uh, let's talk about that. So the data is kind of, undeniable i think is one of the things i read uh, cpi has now risen to 4.2 percent from a year ago uh, and 
0.8% from March, and this is all based on the US. Um, but that's significant, right? Because typically CPI range ranges between two to three percent. That's like the uh, the the rate where we're trying to hold as um, an economy. But jumping up to four point two percent is pretty significant, right, Chris? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and to be fair, markets have reacted as they probably should. Saying that, tech has been absolutely crushed by this, right? Um, and, and the reason is because if interest, sorry. If inflation goes up, then eventually the Bank uh, of England, the Fed, they will have to ha uh, have to increase interest rates to then slow down the economy a bit, so we don't get into ridiculous inflation rates, which I think we would not get into anyway. And uh, as far as the central bankers have said, they would keep uh, inflation running a little bit hot because by the end of the year it should. Uh, equal out. So the only reason you're seeing a tech crash is because everyone's expecting interest to go up. If interest doesn't go up, um, you know, who knows what happens, right? But um, um, essentially, when interest goes up, these high flyers, all of these Zooms, these other companies that are trying to grow a lot and trying to get external money, they can't borrow as cheaply, they don't get to money as cheaply as when interest are, uh, rates are low, uh, just as a clarification. I guess also digging a bit deeper now, I, this is another report I, I read online, so I need to double check the, the figures on here. But essentially, most of these biggest like price gains have come in areas that are very heavily hit by the pandemic. So uh, sporting event prices, plane ticket prices, hotels, those are the things that have jumped like 10%, 10.2% and 8.8%. Uh, and computers have jumped like 5%, where which is... The set, which is accounts for like seven percent of the economy, but the other ninety three percent has risen 0.3 percent, which is essentially in line with expectation. It's these the seven percent of the economy that has risen like extremely highly with prices. So that's something that's like interesting to like take note. But it doesn't mean we're any any safer for inflation because inflation is a massive threat, right? Uh, and by inflation rising highly, it suddenly means that whatever cash you have in the in your account or in your wallet is suddenly valued a lot less right so so if you want to know a little bit more about what inflation is uh check out a previous uh learning segment on that um are you doing anything to combat this chris uh anything you're adjusting it, it's tough to predict what will happen but i made a couple of smaller purchases here and there where certain stocks and just to give a couple of examples uh, no, I, sorry i won't give examples otherwise it seems like uh, investment advice but look at some of these high-flying stocks that have been flying around um these you know stayed home winners as they're called and look at some of the valuations now. Some of them have come back 30, 40% of their highs back in, I think, February, March. So there's some really interesting price points now. If you believe in the technology, if you believe in going forward, this will be uh, really important to the world, then uh, I think now might be a, a, an interesting entry point. Saying that, it could go lower. So, uh, you know, this is not investment advice, as Goff perfectly highlighted. <laughs> what were you, Goff? Yeah, it's just something, I mean, to be fair, I was expecting this crash to come much earlier on in the year, right? So I've been buying a lot of this inflation hedged ETFs. Um, and so that's just carrying on. I've not made any special adjustments in the last two weeks. I'm just going to carry on with my strategy. And most of my medium term uh, adjustments don't change. I'm 
really strongly considering what I do uh, with my trading two on two and my individual stock picks because I really want to like rebalance, but it's trickier to rebalance when everything's in red compared to when everything's in green, right? <laughs> when everything's in green and you when you sell something, uh, you're happy because you've made money from it anyways. Whereas right now, I, I don't know which ones I really should be cutting my losses in and which ones I should double down on. Um, so that that that's for me the, the trickier um, position based on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's tough because there's so many good stocks out there. <laughs> so, yeah, Say, saying that most uh, market-wide uh, broad indexes are really performing still quite well. Um, so inflation doesn't mean that the stock market will crash. I think like normal moderate inflation is actually helping the stock market if you look at empirical data. So don't get spooked out. And I think the worst that people can do is just sell everything and stay away and hope for a bigger crash because it never quite works out to try and time the market. So just keep cool, uh, ju keep calm and uh, drink some tea, right? As the British say. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only other one I wanted to just touch on quickly was uh, gas shortages. So there was in the southeast there was a lot of like uh, gas shortages, which is really interesting because uh, when we were when we were looking at oil on this podcast, I think back in uh, December time frame, I think it was the last time we went into oil in a bit bit of detail. It was all about oversupply everywhere, right? It was just oversupply, oversupply, oversupply. So prices are going to stay low, blah blah blah, uh, which is interesting because now uh, we are seeing some shortages, um, and um, in the last month. Uh, my crude oil um, has has jumped by five point eight percent, which is really interesting. I mean, I, I'm not in it anymore, but um, yeah, just interesting to see oil prices jump. I think in the last three months that's jumped twelve percent. So there's a there's a growing belief that supply shortages um, could relate to higher prices in oil. Um, and that rounds up today's episode of the weekly 404 make sure you share this with your friends we haven't had enough negative feedback lately so uh, <laughs> please hit us it, it, I, like, uh, I'm getting annoyed yeah. I mean at the beginning we got a few people saying hey you don't know what you're talking about haven't had that lately so can you guys do your job please uh, sh uh, sure share share the podcast let's let's hear our hate i haven't heard our hate in a while in, in balance we've had a lot of very very nice and friendly feedback to you so don't feel like you need to hate. <laughs> uh, and, and any ideas on future episodes or concepts that you want us to delve into, also let us know at Investing404 on Instagram. There's a, there's a growing belief that, I guess... <laughs> Um, these supply shortages, uh, shortages, shortages. shortages. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>